Hey DCL fans, if you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult beverages. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with the travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 45 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, I hope you all had a great week. Uh, it was a fun week for me, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement surrounding the new itineraries that were released last week. Um, and I just wanted to circle back quickly to my episode last Monday, which, uh, which covered the new itinerary release, just to talk about some news that was released by Disney Cruise Line. If you recall, I noted that there were a couple gaps in the release dates. And I, I don't remember if I specifically mentioned the Wonder. I don't think I did. But uh, on Thursday, Disney Cruise Line announced some enhancements that will be coming to the Disney Wonder after she finishes up her season in Alaska next September. These enhancements are expected to take two weeks and will bring the world of Princess and the Frog to life in new ways with the addition of an exciting New Orleans-themed lounge that will transport guests deeper into the heart of the city's iconic French Quarter. A perfect complement to Tiana's Place restaurant on the Disney Wonder, the French Quarter Lounge will feature live music and themed activities for everyone in the family. Also debuting on the Wonder... Uh, will be a sleek new space for teens and a redesigned cafe just for adults. Um, this, of course, all comes as the Wonder prepares to sail from New Orleans for the first time beginning in February 2020. So um, some updates coming to the Disney Wonder. Uh, pretty exciting. There are more details, more specific details in the press release uh, that, that, uh, that Disney Cruise Line released that you can take a read through. I will put a link to those in the show notes. All right, today we are going to be talking about transatlantic cruises. I've always been very intrigued by these itineraries because I'm a personally I'm a huge fan of sea days, uh, and it has you know obviously also has the the European element to it. But as you're probably aware, the Disney Magic is currently across the pond for the summer sailing all around Europe, uh, but to get there, she recently embarked on a 13-night eastbound transatlantic uh, route departing from Miami. I was fortunate to find someone who was on board for the sailing and invited her to come on, uh, so with that, I would like to welcome Kathy from Michigan to the show. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Fabulous. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. So um, I guess real quick, why don't you just tell me a little bit about your Disney cruise experience? You know, how many cruises you've been on, which ships you've been on, who you normally travel with, you know, the types of itineraries you sailed, things like that. Sure. So we started sailing with Disney in 2012. And this was like many people, this was supposed to be our once in a lifetime, one and done. <laughs> right. <laughs> one cruise. 
and we are never going to cruise with the mouse again. Well, 12 cruises later, here we are. Uh, so we have done six cruises on the Wonder, five on the Magic, and one on the Dream. So the only one we're lacking is the Fantasy at this point. Um, we have number 13 that's booked for June of 2020. So we will be going back across the pond uh, on a nine-night Mediterranean with Greece and Italy awesome. again. On nice. Yes. So uh, we prefer the classic ships uh, because of the itineraries. Sure, yeah. I, I am the same way. I, I, I'm right with you there. Yeah. And so we've spent 86 nights on Disney cruises wow. in the past seven years. And 42 of those were in the past 16 months. So quite a few nights uh, yeah. in 2018 and 2019. Um, our itineraries have included, uh, we've done the Western Caribbean. We've done seven and five night. We've done the four night Eastern Caribbean repositioning from San Juan to Port Canaveral. We've done the seven night Southern Caribbean from San Juan twice. Oh, nice. uh, a little bit a little bit different itinerary for both of those. Uh, we try not to repeat sure, itinerary yeah. or at least itineraries on the same ship. Yeah, yeah. And we've done the three-night Bahamas. We've done it uh, once on the Dream and then once as part of a back-to-back-to-back on the Wonder. Uh, last year, we did three in a row so we could be platinum for our Panama Canal cruise. Did you say back-to-back-to-back? Uh, yeah, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. That's the first uh, that I've heard of, of someone doing that. That's awesome. Yes, it was a, a ton of fun. We really enjoyed it. Uh, so how many how many total nights on that cruise? Or, or uh, on those three, I mean? 14. Wow. wow. Seven of three. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, yes. They just kept seeing us back at the mustard grill. <laughs> uh, and they were like, you're back again. Yeah, yeah we're back again. Eventually, we'll go home. Uh, and we've done the seven-night Northern Europe route from Copenhagen, um, the 12-night Mediterranean with inaugural Venice in 2013. So we took the magic back to Venice for the first time uh, since she was built there. Uh, and then we did the 14-night eastbound Panama Canal cruise last fall, and then this one, the 13-night eastbound transatlantic. Nice. So you are definitely no stranger to um, to long cruises, that's for sure. No, we are not. We love them. Yeah. So uh, who do you typically sail with? So I typically sail, or always sail, with uh, my husband, Michael, and our two children, Lisa, who's 14, and Thomas, who is 10. Awesome. That's, uh, that's great. So how old was your oldest daughter when you first started cruising then? When first started cruising, she was seven. Oh, okay. So nice. Sort of grown up with both of them sort of grown up with Disney Cruise Line. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so before we, uh, we get into it here a little bit, you were telling me, um, something interesting about your daughter that I, uh, I'm very curious to hear a little bit more about. Um, would you mind just, uh, you know, telling me a little bit about that, telling us a little bit about that? Yeah. So my daughter, Lisa, uh, was born deaf mm -hmm. and we have, uh, kind of grown up with this whole, you know, Disney cruise line and, and we've gotten our feet wet with things like requesting interpreters and, uh, you know, having open captioning now that she can read uh, in the Walt, or not the Walt Disney Theater, in the uh, Buena Vista Theater. Uh -huh. So, you know, it, it's been a really, it's been an awesome experience working with Disney uh, through some of those challenges. And, uh, you know, we work with the Shoreside folks yep. uh, in Celebration. And we work with them as soon as we know that we're going to book a cruise. I will fill out the paperwork and get it off to them. And then they will uh, approve our interpreter requests and they will bring on two interpreters, a team of two. And those interpreters will be with us uh, for any of the, of the shows in the Walt Disney Theater. We can request them for 
our port adventures. We can request them for anything really throughout the ship where communication might be an issue. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, and so your, your experience working with Shoreside has been, you know, very pleasant. It sounds like. It's been phenomenal. I don't think I could have asked for a better experience working with Shoreside. They really are fantastic. Wow. That's awesome. So you have a, you know, a dedicated person throughout your, your cruise that's, you know, there to help you with interpretations. Um, now is that for, um, for, the cast members on board or is that for you i i assume are you fluent in sign languages yeah we are um learning along with but it's nice for me to be able to enjoy my vacation and not have to worry about you know talking all the time certainly if we're out on a port adventure and it's a historical intensive port adventure yeah uh, you know this castle was built in 1543 you know it's nice to and walk to somebody else so that I can then interact. And- oh, wow. That is, that's so cool. So they'll come on the, the shore excursions with you as well. They will. Um, Europe is a little bit different with port adventures. Uh, typically, if you have an interpreter with you, a Caribbean or a Bahamas, anything that sails out of the U.S., uh, with the exception of Europe, you will have uh, your team of two will come with you off the boat. Uh, in Europe, they only allow one off oh, the boat. Okay. That's something with uh, the companies that they contract, not with Disney themselves. Awesome. That's really cool. So do they, this might be a silly question, but do they, they charge you for these services or is this something that they just offer? It is a complimentary service. So these interpreters are, they are contractors. So they come on board like a cast member, but they stay in a stateroom like a guest. Wow. That's where it's a little bit different. Very cool. Um, access to the guest areas and things like that but then they can also go into the crew areas for costuming and stuff like that so you must get to know them pretty well then throughout the the course of the cruise we definitely do and we have our favorites that we request over and over again oh so so you have you know repeat translators yeah we you can have repeat translators um we've just really started uh doing the requesting of the asl interpreters yeah Uh, because our daughter was so young before, uh, and now that she's a little bit older, it's more important for us to have those. Oh, and okay. now that we've gotten into, I think we've had them on the last five cruises. So well, we've now gotten to know the ones that we you know, really want to request again. Wow. So uh, we have our requests in for Greece next year for the two that we would like to have join us. Very cool. That That's something that I had, you know, have never heard of before so that's uh that's awesome thanks for uh thanks for sharing that with us i appreciate it all right so can you just give us a a quick rundown of the the specific itinerary that you sailed so like the you know how many days at sea which ports of call did you visit yep absolutely so um we had we started our cruise in miami on mother's day so it was a very nice mother's day gift that's awesome yeah yeah, the gift of you don't have to cook for the next 13 nights. <laughs> right. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we did six days at sea, so six consecutive days at sea before we reached Ponta Delgada in the Azores. Uh-huh. Then we had another day at sea and then consecutive days in Lisbon, Cadiz, Mal- uh, Malaga, and we were on the inaugural visit to Cartagena, Spain. Nice. So that was kind of well. Yeah. 
and then uh, off to Barcelona where we said goodbye to the match. Sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great itinerary. So I, I personally have never been on a uh, cruise longer than seven nights. Um, and I know how packing for a seven night cruise can be. Are there any, you know, special packing strategies that you have for a, a, a cruise this long? I mean, do you, do you plan on doing yeah. laundry, you know, while you're on board? Yes, I definitely do. So um, packing is kind of my, it's my jam. So it's what I do. Oh. It's <laughs> like all the people in the Facebook group are like, Kathy's the person from the Facebook group who's the packer, right? I said, <laughs> so, uh, we typically, um, I am in charge of all of the packing I'm kind of a control freak like that. I like to know that everything has been taken care of so when I go to pack. Um, there are two different tools that I use. Um, I use the hefty gallon and jumbo size zipper bags. Okay. And some people are really partial to packing cubes. And I've found that the zipper bags just work better for us. Sure. Um, especially when we t- start to talk about the stateroom choices and the ones that we occasionally make. Uh-huh. Uh, the packing cubes don't necessarily work well when you have when you don't have a lot of drawer space. Uh, right. So we use the gallon and jumbo size zipper bags. Uh, the kids outfits go in the gallon size bags and it's an outfit for the whole day. So it's the shirt, it's the shorts, it's the socks, it's all the clothes goes in a bag, gets sealed up. Everything gets placed into the suitcase. Uh, and then once we're on board, uh, I lay the outfits out on the beds the night before when we wake up in the morning, everybody puts on their clothes. I tell them, don't think, don't decide, just get dressed. (laughs) Don't. Think about what you want to wear today because you don't have a choice. I already put it in the bag. Right. Uh, Out the door, and it's really helpful for those early morning port adventures. And you will have a lot of those if you take a cruise that visits any European port. Sure, yeah. So you up and out by 645 and your very merry way. Yeah. Um, I also pack laundry supplies because I do laundry two to three times, uh, depending on the length of the cruise. Yep. So I typically pack for about five days, sometimes six days. And then depending on uh, how often we're changing clothes or what have you, uh, I will do laundry two to three times. Last time on this cruise, it was three times. Oh, okay. So I don't like taking home dirty clothes. So I will do do it on the boat just so I don't have to take home the dirty clothes. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. I I, I hear a lot of people, uh, you know, use that strategy. They they really do. And the, the laundry room is the place to be at about (laughs) <laughs> that's right there's nobody there yeah right right um, i'm also very diligent about using a packing list so that way we bring what's necessary and forget anything i've learned over the years that you will inevitably forget something just make sure it's not somebody's snorkel mask you're right yeah big issues when we forget the snorkel mask um and my tip to people is always organize 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 Yes, it seems like a lot of work on the upfront, but you really will appreciate sure, yeah. that, that pre-work once your vacation begins. And one lesson that I learned along the way, and it was really important on this cruise as well, because we actually had some folks in our cruise group that uh, did not see their luggage until we got to Ponta Delgada. Oh, wow. Due to mix-ups in uh, their flights from oh, Lisbon. Oh, wow. So they were flying from Europe to Miami. There were some mix-ups, and luggage did not get delivered to the ship until oh, oh, no. So in the past, I've always said, don't put all your outfits or any one person's outfits in a single suitcase. Yeah. Uh, because if your luggage gets lost or delayed, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Uh, spread the outfits out so that if there is a delay or your luggage is lost, everybody has at least a few outfits. Sure. 
you through. You're not going to the Disney <laughs> store in Miami trying to pick yep. clothes or the night before you're supposed to go on the cruise. Right. Uh, and then also pack your embarkation day outfits in your carry-on. Sure. And we've always done that. I don't want I don't want to have people opening up suitcases in the hotel the night before. It should be in your backpack, and then those clothes just get put into the big zipper bag and then thrown in my bag. Once we get on the ship, I'll take it out and put it in the dirty clothes. Yep. Wow. And then, you know, be really mindful of your airline's baggage policy. We were able to score a really nice flight on Norwegian coming uh-huh. home uh, from Barcelona uh-huh. and super strict on weight as well as size. Yeah. And weight restriction is 20 kilograms, and that's 44 pounds. Okay. So. It's less than what you're used to even on our domestic discount oh, wow. carrier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were fine with all of our bags, but you just have to be really mindful of how you're putting that luggage into all of your into all of your bags. Sure, yeah. Wow, you certainly have that down to a science. You should, I think so. Uh, <laughs> you should do consulting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's, um, let's go through your, your days at sea. So what just kind of maybe go day by day and kind of hit the highlights, maybe do it that sure. way. Yeah, absolutely. And so people always say, gosh, that's a lot of sea days yeah. Is there stuff for you to do yeah. on all those sea days to keep yourselves busy. And I tell my children before every cruise, I say only boring people get bored. So we're going <laughs> things to do uh, and there's never a shortage of activities yeah so we refer to our vacations as run gun and fun nice. and you're gonna rarely find us sitting by the pool or relaxing we just okay you, when we're when we're done with our vacation we need a vacation from our vacation <laughs> right <laughs> i always feel that way too <laughs> yeah um sea days are certainly no exception in fact they are actually busier than our port yes. days which can be pretty busy uh but Character greetings, activities, drawing classes, character breakfasts. There was a 5K at sea on day three that oh, wow. our Facebook group had organized, which was really cool. That is cool. So it was 10 times around the ship yep. on deck. And everybody got a medal, and it was a really fun experience. My 10-year-old and I did it. Oh, wow. Uh, who, uh, who organized the medals? Uh, one of The organizer of whoever was in our Facebook group, Very uh, cool. they organized so nice. she had them shipped. She got stopped at uh, at security uh, by TSA. <laughs> they were like, "That's a lot of metal in one bag." And so yeah, that's um, so cool. It was very cool. So you know, we start off on on the day one, and we just look at our navigator and we say, "Gosh, what do we want to do today?" Uh-huh. Um, usually, it's character greetings. Even though we've been on twelve cruises, my family still loves the characters. Yeah. yeah. So we will have our autograph books and our characters. We will go stand in line for them uh, and go through that whole circuit and make sure we get everybody on the boat. So yeah. uh, that's always a fun thing. Uh, the character breakfasts are fun. You'll see those on the longer cruises as well. Yep. Uh, I know we've had them on the seven night cruises and they are definitely on the uh, on the 13 sure, and 14 yep. night. Yep. Okay. Um, nice. There's. Honorary pin trading, which is super cool. My kids love doing that, yep. uh, or the pin trading. And my kids happen to be selected as the honorary pin traders for this cruise. Oh, nice. So they got to wear the officer lanyards uh, during the evening pin trading event. They got to walk down the grand staircase with the officers and uh, get their pictures taken with them as a group afterwards. That was their very special memory. Yeah, from- that's great. Wow, cool. Yeah. And and on the flip side, though, if you want your vacation to be lounging by the pool and watching movies on the funnel vision, Disney is a perfect cruise for that, too. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. All in 
want to get out of that experience, we choose to just run it super, super hard. Uh, but I had friends who were on this cruise who spent their entire vacation uh, in the quiet cove reading a book. I think well, one of my friends went through like 13 books in wow. the 13 okay. we were on board. So that's not- that was that sounds like a, a nice relaxing uh, vacation. <laughs> See, I don't think I because I'm not a Yeah, I'm not sure person. I could either. Yeah, I, I I think I'm with you there. I'm not sure I could either. Um but I I admire those people. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned the character breakfast. Um was there anything else that you reserved uh ahead of time to do on board? Yes, so we did do the princess gathering. Okay. Uh on board ahead of time. And then we did the frozen gathering as well, uh, because a lot of those events are now moving to ticketed events. Right. So, uh, if you want to go see Anna, Elsa and Olaf, there was one opportunity to see them out in the general, uh, character greeting line. Okay. Uh, but most, of, most of us reserved it so that we could see them, uh, at a specified time. Gotcha. And were there, do they have any, so you've been on, you know, a standard seven night cruises and probably sh- and you know shorter cruises as well. Were there any was there any special activities given you know the number of sea days in a row oh. compared with say you know just a normal seven day cruise? Yep, absolutely. So one of the reasons that we love the longer cruises is because of those special activities. Okay. Our favorite is hide and seek with the officers, which is a great event. Uh, a group of officers, and in this case, it was Commodore Tom and the wow. very top on the ship. Uh, they will dress in uniforms from their departments, uh-huh. not what they would normally wear. Right, so right. I was in charge of housekeeping. will dress like a housekeeper and they will disperse out to the ship and they give you about 10 minutes for them to go and do their thing. And then they release the guests to go out and find the officers. And each officer has a stack of of point cards that they will hand out. Once you find that person, they'll give you a point card and then you have 30 minutes. And at the end, everybody comes back and it's usually like in the D lounge and you'll hand in your cards and they'll give you a point tally. And then the family who has the most points will win like a swag bag from Disney cruise line. Cool. So that is one of my very favorite events. It's always fun to see what the officers are going to. (laughs) Right. What is, so what like what does Commodore Tom uh, dress up as? Commodore Tom was actually another cruiser. Oh, okay. And he was uh, running around deck four uh, like he was just a cruiser running laps. Oh, and wow. My son, my son said, Mom, I know that hair. I think that's <laughs> Tom. And so yep. we walked up to him, and sure enough, it was Commodore Tom. Yep. So okay. Uh, it's, it's fun. We've had past cruises where they've been like down in the medical center or usually they're up uh, at the at the quick service restaurants or in cabanas. Uh-huh. So it's fun to take your picture and then go look and say, Oh, I think that's you. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think that's you. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, we had, there was that. And then um, for kids ages five to 12, the really special event on the four very long voyages every year, the two transatlantic and the two Panama canal uh, is the coast-to-coast character campout, which is where they actually sleep in the Oceaneers lab overnight. Oh, wow. At a campout. So they come with their uh, with their blanket and their pillow, and, uh, like, Belle comes in and reads them a story, and then they sleep in the in the lab overnight. Oh, so wow. So that's, that's a cool. really a very fun special event. My son did it on the Panama Canal cruise, and uh, 
decided he was going to, because it's a very popular event, uh, decided he was going to let someone who had never done it before. Oh, okay. Wow. Take that, that is one I have not heard of before. That sounds uh, yeah. pretty cool. It is very cool. And I think uh, they said that of the, I think there were 90 kids that did it on this cruise. Um, all but three of them ended up staying for the entire wow. night. So, wow, that's, it's, that's amazing. So, is it, so there's a, they, you know, there's a limited number that they let in. Yes. Yeah. Yep, there's I mean, a the space is only so big. Exactly. And they will, they, they stack them like wood, you know, they're yeah. kind of sure. right next to each other. And, uh, it's fun to go in there and just peek your head in yeah. and look at them. Cool. A bunch of seeds in the floor of the Oceaneer lab. Nice. Very um, cool. That one. And then we also had, uh, on this cruise, they did, uh, Disney on Broadway stars set sail. So we had oh, yeah. Meredith Inglesby and Steve Blanchard uh, from the uh, Beauty and the Beast. So from Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. And then we also had Paige O'Hara, who voiced Belle in the 1991 animated version of yeah. Beauty and the Beast, was also on board. Very cool. So, yeah, they ran, like, sessions, and nice. you could get autographs. And it was very, very cool. That's awesome. And then on the longer on the longer cruises, you'll also find a greater number of Palo brunch and alcohol tasting opportunities uh-huh. because of increased number of sea days. Right. So there, if you're into that kind of stuff, there is uh, eating and drinking. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, in your experience, how, what's the, you know, what's the capacity of the ship on, on these longer cruises? Are they, are they less crowded than, you know, just a standard cruise? I, I feel it's like, since it's sort of a, you know, one of these specialty cruises that there'd be fewer people, but you know, do they typically, you know, fill up the cruises? So they're definitely less crowded. Yeah. Uh, all of the rooms were full, but a lot of them were full with solo travelers and couples. Oh, okay. So you have the number of kids that you would normally sure, yeah, see. Yeah. On a normal seven-day cruise on a classic ship, you might find about a thousand kids yeah. who are ages one to seventeen. On this cruise, it was just under five hundred, and that's oh, actually wow. a lot. That's a lot for one of these specialty cruises. I know our Panama Canal cruise had just over two hundred and fifty uh-huh. um, last fall. So you know, there's a lot more one-on-one attention from the youth activities team. There just seems to be a lot less people, uh, a lot less crowded spaces. Uh, and the same with the character greeting lines with one exception. So the longer cruises, they tend to be a lot of gold and platinum guests who have been there and done that with their character greetings. Yeah, they don't yeah. really see any more of them. The exception is always Mickey and friends, yeah, which right. is, which is kind of a special one for these longer cruises as well. So it will be Mickey and some version of the fab five or a combination of classic characters. And those lines are always extremely long. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the only place that we really saw long lines was sure. for the character greetings for Mickey and friends. Okay, cool. So that sort of leads me into my next question. Um, how, how's, how was the weather on your sea days? You know, what's the, what's the temperature like in, you know, the, the, the Northern Atlantic, uh, this time of year. Yeah. So Commodore Tom said that in all of his years of making this voyage, and he's done quite a few, mm-hmm. our crews, one of the smoothest that he had ever had. Oh, wow. We had one day in the middle of those string of sea days where the waves were a bit taller, like seven to 10 feet, which is nothing. Um, that's right. you know, for a large, that's really not a lot for them to have to push through. Right. Uh, but the bridge officers did engage the stabilizers and we were good to go. I don't think anybody really felt the motion sure. at all. 
So it was beautiful. Okay. Um, this was actually the first time in our 12 cruises that we experienced the sail away party in the lobby atrium. Oh, okay. Uh, it started raining just as we were leaving Miami. So there was the thunder and the lightning and they moved wow. it inside. Uh, that was the only time that we really experienced that. Uh, we started with temperatures in the upper 80s in Miami. It was close to 90 when we left. Yep. And the coolest spot was Ponta Delgada. And it was in the mid-60s, so still oh, seasonal. Okay. Yeah. And then other than that, it was mid-70s to around 80 all the way through. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. that's great. So I, the... I guess so. This is why I was asking. How were the you know the pool decks during these days at sea? Were they were they pretty crowded? Did, did you find that that's where sort of most people spent their time on these sea days? Yeah. So you know they weren't super crowded, but yeah, that's probably where you would find um, most of the people. And we joked a little bit. We said that because they had um, blankets and towels at the same on the same uh, enclosure where they were like storing all of these things, yeah. and so. You could see the blue blankets and the white towels. And we said that the white towels were from the people who were from up north. And then the, the blankets were from, like, the people from Texas and oh. Florida. <laughs> there were a couple of people who were wrapped in the blankets. And we said you could always tell who, who were the people. <laughs> sure. And who were the people in the south, you yep. know, yep. who were wrapped up in. Uh, but, yeah, it was a popular place to be. You know, yep. there was always something going on on the pool deck. So okay. uh, definitely a place to hang. Cool. And – excuse me what 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 type of stateroom did you have all right so we love the inside staterooms mm -hmm. and the past two cruises we have left our room selection fate in the hands of the dcl folks oh okay so we for this cruise and for the panama canal cruise uh we selected the gty or the guaranteed stateroom yep. the guaranteed inside stateroom uh and we found that it's really the easiest way to stretch our vacation dollars sure yeah uh, we paid for a standard GTY Category 11 stateroom, mm -hmm. and we were very pleasantly surprised with our upgrade to a deluxe Category 10A on Deck 7 oh, forward. Wow. Yes, it was a very uh, nice upgrade. Yeah. Uh, we do prefer those deluxe rooms because of the split bathroom, but right. for a $2,000 savings, we're oh, going to smile, sure. take the standard if that's what we're assigned to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, and as a person who, who's like a control freak, that was, that's hard for me to let go of not being <laughs> my room. Yeah, I get that. Yep. I like the savings better. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, it sounds like you don't spend much time in the stateroom anyway. You're, you're sort of out and about. Yep. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Definitely. Cool. So uh, let's talk about the the evening entertainment. So on your standard cruise, obviously there's you know the Broadway style stage shows, and there's three of them on on each of the ships. Um, and if it's a longer cruise, like a seven night cruise, there's uh, you know they'll have some variety acts mixed in there, or they'll show a movie or something like that. So on these longer cruises, you know this one was what did I say thirteen nights. 39. What, what's different about the evening entertainment in the Walt Disney Theater specifically? Do they repeat the stage shows? So, no, they do not repeat the stage shows. Uh, and the entertainment is a little bit different on those longer cruises. Uh, I personally like that they don't repeat the stage shows because there's something new every night. Yeah. We had the magic standard stage shows. We had Twice Charmed, we had Rapunzel, and we had Disney Dreams, uh, along with several different variety acts and we had musical groups like the Beverly Bells. Uh, and I know they've been on, I think the fantasy a couple of times, uh, they were on our Panama canal cruise as well. So they're pretty popular around the, 
around the Disney Cruise Line ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had uh, Magician, which is pretty standard for a Disney cruise. Yep. Full comedian. Uh, the percussion group Junk was on our cruise. Uh, and then we also had uh, the Crew Talent Show, which we really enjoyed. Oh, and that cool. was the theater uh, for the first time uh, we've seen it in the Walt Disney Theater. Usually it's in one of the smaller lounges uh-huh. uh, and it's a game type of, of thing, like an adult type yep. of, of event. Uh, but this was actually in the Walt Disney Theater, and it was awesome. Very cool. Uh, we skipped the musical groups uh, because my daughter's deaf. It doesn't really make a lot of sure, sense for yeah. the musical groups. But we loved the stage shows, and we loved uh, the other acts that were on board. Okay, cool. Oh, so with the so like the stage shows in the evening, um, is your is your daughter's interpreter there, kind of doing you know the interpretations of the of the shows for her? Yes, they are. And uh, the nice thing about Disney is that uh, they are one of the only, if not the only, cruise line that requires their interpreters to be uh, certified. So, uh, like, pass their screening for their stage show. So it's not just the interpreters standing up and uh, just signing the Twice Charmed or the Tangle. They actually rehearse it. They actually, uh, there is a like a master copy uh, that they get of a video that they have to go through and so that they know it. Uh, the same thing with the dinner shows. So like yeah. when we had when we had uh, Rapunzel's Royal Table, yeah. there was the song show. The interpreters know that show by heart. Wow. They can go up and sign it, and it's really a, a fantastic thing to watch. So yes, they are in the Walt Disney Theater with us. If you've ever been on a cruise and you've seen uh, two. Nice people down in the front row signing. Those are the inter- the onboard interpreters for uh, a deaf guest. Got it. So those people are, are are separate from the one that you know is sort of your personal interpreter. No, they're the same one. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh. They that is very cool. So wow. So all of their interpreters have to be you know ha- have these certifications. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's that's really cool. Um, and what a difference it must make for you know for your daughter. It is. It makes a huge difference. You know, she's able to engage more with the shows yeah. uh, than she would be if she was just watching it. That's awesome. So let's move to your your days in port. So, you you know, you've sailed across the Atlantic. Uh, you're probably worn out from all the activities that you've been doing throughout, you know, around the ship. Um, and mm-hmm. the f- so I guess let's just go through each of your days in port. You know, did you get off the ship and what kind of uh, port adventures or shore excursions did you do? Absolutely. So we always get off the ship and we always book our port adventures through Disney Cruise Line. Okay. Uh, there was one exception one time when we were in Cozumel and we uh, booked a private flight out to Chichen Itza because it wasn't offered through Disney. But oh, cool. every other Every single place that we've ever been, every port we've ever been, we've always booked through uh, DCL. Okay. And for me, it's a safety net. If sure. something happens, the you, ship's either going to wait for you or they're going to make sure you get to the next port. That's right. Uh, some some peace of mind for sure. Absolutely. And I also feel that DCL does an excellent job of vetting their tour operators. So yep. we're really disappointed. We rarely have uh, any sort of negative feedback. So sure. here's what we did. Uh, in Ponta Delgada, we did Lake Vistas, the Botanical Garden, and the Pineapple Plantation. So it was kind of cool to watch pineapples be grown in the middle of the yeah. of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, that was a fascinating experience. Really cool. Uh, 
In Lisbon, we did Lisbon Highlights. So it was a combination bus and walking tour mm-hmm. uh, where we then saw some of the, the really popular, uh, the Maritime Museum. We did the Bellum Tower. We saw the monastery. Uh, that was a neat experience. Uh, in Cadiz, we did, this was our longest one. It was mountain villages, and we went to uh, Medina Sedona and uh, Arcos de la Frontera, which were a good drive outside of Cadiz. So it was about an hour and a half, probably, drive oh, okay. out to the, to the places that we went and uh, just did some walking tours and uh, had some tapas. And it was uh, really nice, uh, kind of intense. It was hot that day. Yeah. Uh, intense experience. So, uh, we really enjoyed that. In Malaga, we did easy Malaga, which wasn't really all that easy. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, yes, sometimes they really are easy. This one was uh, not so much. We actually went to a castle and we were climbing on top of the castle walls and uh, went to the cathedral. Uh, tons of fun. We had a great time, really enjoyed it. Uh, but I don't know that I would call it easy Malaga. <laughs> Be like walk a lot more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then in Cartagena, this was the uh, Disney's first trip to Cartagena. Yeah. So we did discover Cartagena, the walking tour, and it was definitely a walking tour. Uh, there was a lot of fun stuff to see. We went up to the castle. We did the House of Good Fortune. Uh, we saw some uh, Roman excavation areas, cool. which were pretty neat. And so just you know, there was a lot of walking, and then some free time to yeah. do some shopping. Awesome. And uh, we really enjoyed that. And then Barcelona and home. Yeah. How did um, how did your kids do with all the, you know, all the walking and, um, you know, just, you know, being off the ship? Yeah. So my kids do really well uh, with those types of excursions. Uh-huh. And we said that we don't do strollers and we don't do um, carry me and we don't do if you can't walk 10,000 steps a day, you're just not ready to go on vacation. Uh, <laughs> how we are and uh, you know even when our kids were were very young my daughter did her first med cruise when she was eight so that's a lot to ask for for a small child but they 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 do fabulous they really enjoy it uh they actually spent most of their time hunting pokemon while we were oh nice (laughs) they're respectful pokemon so so they have so they have some over there too oh yes they have very (laughs) they can only get there and so it, they were ready to go when they saw Pokemon. They they went ahead and hunted Pokemon while oh, that's we were hilarious. Yes, awesome. So, uh, which of the ports of call was your favorite? Uh, I liked Cartagena. I think it is one that I would definitely go back and do again. Nice. Uh, Delgado was also very nice. Okay, very cool. So, one thing I actually I meant to ask you uh, before, but I'm very curious about. So. Uh, the, you know, the dining. So I, do you, or did you, I should say, did you, um, eat in the main dining restaurant each evening and, and do they, you know, they, they must repeat the menus at least once, uh, on these sailings. Actually, they don't, um, the, they, and I will say that with a caveat, uh, they do repeat, but not for you. Sure. So like, obviously, if you're in the Rapunzel's Royal Table, there's going to be a thug menu three times. Because oh, yes. there's yeah, three- yeah, yeah, no, right. Yeah, no, but there is no repeat of the menus. So okay. um, I was able to do a little research and pull the menus up ahead of time. Yep. So I knew exactly what was being offered. My husband uh, has some broad allergies. Oh, and okay. 
traveling a little bit more difficult. Now Disney's fabulous about, about dealing with allergies. Yeah. Yeah isolation and things like that yep. uh, but i actually put together his list ahead of time and we just handed the server a single piece of paper on the very first night and said here's what he wants every night of our cruise oh wow. and they were able to deliver uh, fantastically nice. and i was on the opposite end of the spectrum and i left all of my meals up to our server awesome. i said bring me whatever you think you know whatever you would like or whatever yeah. is popular and uh, he hit it out of the park every single meal. That's so awesome. Was- I I love doing that. That's uh, you know that if you're I definitely if you're not a picky eater, I definitely recommend uh, doing it that way because it's you know they 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 always know what uh, you know what's what's good coming out of the kitchen. Uh, I mean, do- it's all it's all good, but they know you know what is uh, you know what's what's better than the others. Yes, and I ate so many things that I don't think I would have ordered on my own. I nice. loved them, but I would not have sure, ordered yeah. like beet tower in uh, Rapunzel's Royal Table yeah. on my own. That's like awesome. beet. Okay, but they were fabulous. Yeah, cool. So, uh, did you did you spend any time in Barcelona after you debarked, or did you guys head straight home? Yeah, so we had been to Barcelona before. It was our jumping right. off point in 2013 for our Fame med cruise. Med, yeah, yep. Yeah. And so our flight from Barcelona, we did Barcelona to London and then London to Chicago, but there was a 22 hour layover in London. Oh, So we were able to uh, go into the city and, and do some fun things for a little under a day. Oh, that's pretty but cool. Our, our flight wasn't until four o'clock. So we had uh, plenty of time to explore the city yeah. and we did post cruise tour and this one, because you can't book the DCL post-cruise tours until you get on board, I wanted to make sure we had something in place and ready to go. So we actually booked through Viator and had a fantastic tour. We spent the morning uh, walking through uh, Parkway, and then we stopped at La Sagrada Familia before the bus dropped us off at the airport. It was just a, a nice, relaxing cool. way to see Barcelona and kill some time before we had to go sit at the airport. Sure, that's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Um, one other uh, one other thing I wanted to to ask you about. Um, I think you mentioned it earlier, but were you you were um, uh, part of your Facebook group for the cruise? Yes. And do you typically do any sort of like fist extender or anything like that? So we've done fish extender twice uh, on the Panama Canal on this cruise. And uh, we enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know that we will do it for the next cruise just sure. because it takes so much space in your luggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um... and that a premium. It it works great for for the Caribbean cruises and the yep. places where we can fly Southwest and two bags fly free. Right. But on the places where where you're really strapped for space, probably not so much. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's sort of what I was uh, was wondering is because yeah, that's that's something. You know, if you don't plan ahead of time, they can sort of, uh, you know, sneak up yeah. on you. The 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 packing implications of being a you know part of a, a fish extender group. So, um, yeah. yeah, just uh, make sure you you keep all that in mind. So, um, so awesome. You know, this is uh, this has been really great. What what would you say is the best thing about uh, a transatlantic cruise? So this is a toss up between the number of sea days and the price. So we loved having seven sea days to enjoy the ship, and it really yeah. gave us time to get to know our dining room team as well as other cast members yeah, on board. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you really felt like you got to build some relationships. And I will never argue with a cruise that only set us back $111 per person per day. So, you know, my comparison, most of our Disney cruises have fallen somewhere between $200 and $400 per person per day. Value for your money, the transatlantic cruise, you really cannot beat the value. For sure. Yep. I completely agree with you there. Um, yep. that's awesome. Is there a, what would you say is the worst thing or maybe not? Uh, let's, let's call it the least best thing. The least best thing. I said, it's the same as any other Disney cruise. It's debarkation morning. So. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So it sounds like, um, then but you, you go like. ahead. Yeah. There wasn't anything that we didn't like. Okay. I mean, happy with everything. Yeah. Awesome. So it sounds like you would then recommend a transatlantic to another family. Yeah, absolutely. If you can swing taking your kids out of school for two weeks, I highly recommend the transatlantic itinerary. Um, I really think we did it this year because my kids are in fourth grade and seventh grade. Uh And those are kind of the sweet spots for international travel. So they're old enough to understand and appreciate the port adventures that you're dragging them off to. Uh, And they're young enough that two weeks and in our case four, because we also did the Panama Canal in the fall, uh, wouldn't make or break their entire academic career. Yeah, sure, yep taking your kids out when they're in fourth and seventh grade are so much less than even a year from now when they're in, you know, fifth and eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So this was really the year to do it. Yep. That makes sense for sure. Um, so you are an experienced cruiser. You've been on cruises, you know, ton of different lengths. What would you say is your ideal cruise length? I used to think that it was the seven day cruise with as few sea days as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, we would usually pick those itineraries that were just port, 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 maybe with one sea day in there. Uh, and then once we did that Panama Canal cruise last fall, uh, I saw how magical those consecutive sea days really are, uh, even for a family who never really sits down and relaxes. So ideally for me, it's going to be somewhere between 12 and 14 days total and more is better. Okay. Awesome. That's a, uh... Interesting. I, um, so we, my family has done, you know, several seven night cruises and we always feel like that's just a little bit too short. And we always wondered what, you know, what we would, what our max would be. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, we're going to do one of these either transatlantic or Panama or, or something that's longer one of these days. And, uh, so, so we'll find out. Definitely do. My husband would say his max usually hits around between 10 and 12 days. Sure, yeah. I say I haven't hit my max yet. So <laughs> That's awesome. All the, all the time. Yeah, that's great. I, I sort of feel like I, I might be, you know, closer to uh, to where your husband's at, maybe the 10 to 12 uh, range. But uh, we'll find out one of these days. There you go. Well, uh, Kathy, thank you so, so much for, for coming on and, and sharing your experiences on your transatlantic cruise. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. There were, uh, you know, I, I've been dying to, to talk to someone specifically about, uh, about these cruises. Cause, um, I think like I told you before, my, my wife is, uh, you know, always asks, when are we going on a, a transatlantic? So, um, <laughs> I just keep telling her one of these days, one of these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, thanks again. And uh, I, uh, I I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Take care, Kathy. You too. Bye. 
Before I, I wrap up here, I just want to take a second to sincerely thank you all for listening to and supporting my show. I, I really mean it. I'm, I'm so, so grateful for the, the positive feedback that I receive, and it really means a lot to me. The show has had a lot of momentum over the last couple of weeks, and I, I just can't thank you all enough for that. Um, if I may humbly ask uh, that you go and review the show on iTunes, it's quick. Just takes a second, uh, but it really helps bring in new listeners by by boosting the the show up the charts. So, um, if you could help me out and do that, that would mean a lot to me. And and again, thank you so so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.